Welcome to the Let's Wrestle Podcast with Dan and Nico. My name is Nico and my friend here name is Dan. Dan, how's it going? It's going fucking great, man. Um, I'm, I'm interested to talk about some of these things that have been going on, man. Uh, what about you? What's up? Uh, I'm pretty excited, too. Uh, it, things are kind of rolling. Right now, I feel like it's more storytelling. Um, this past week or two weeks, um, that's happened in, w- in WWE and AEW. Um, but fucking dude, let's already get let's let's go ahead and get into it, man. Uh, what's going on the WWE side? So with WWE, man, they've been on fucking fire. I think. Um, yeah. just you know, there's little things that are building to bigger things. I feel. And we're going to get into some of these things right now. Let's not waste too much time. Um, on Raw, I feel like some of the more stuff has been going on. Probably because it's a longer show. But mm-hmm. uh, real quick, I want to knock it out the park. Johnny Gargano made his debut uh, against Chad Gable. I did want to mention that. And of course, there is a situation with um, Theory that's been building. Uh, mm-hmm. Honestly, man... I don't know if you saw the match, but it was a great match. Uh, I felt um, Gable's great, Gargano's great. It wasn't like you know fucking crazy good, but it was it was a great match to see. I thought. Um, so, what do you think of Gargano? And then, of course, where they're going with Theory in that because he attacked them after the match with uh, the briefcase. That he did. That he did. Uh, it's really weird what they're doing with Theory right now because yeah, he attacked Gargano, but at the same time, he had him. A dust up with uh, Kevin Owens, right? Not quite a match, so I'm not sure where his storyline is really going. He's kind of dipping into two different two different pots right there with uh, Kevin Owens and Gargano. Um, but I'm digging Gargano. I'm digging what he's doing. I like this first match. Uh, Chad Gable, it, uh, even though I wish that he was higher in the card, doing b- bigger and better things, he's basically like the go to guy if they want to see if anyone can go. Which is not yeah. a bad spot to have. You know, like I said in, in previous um, podcasts, I don't know which ones. <laughs> but, um, you know, he's kind of taking that role as like what X-Pac used to be back in the day uh, for the click. Um, you know, just testing out wrestlers, see if they can go and giving them good matches. If they can go, of course. And uh, it was a good match for Gargano to start off with. Can't complain. Yeah, yeah so that, that is a good start. Um, I thought the first match was going to be Theory. But then I was like, do they want to do that? Because I don't think they'll have Theory lose. But they did have him lose against Kevin Owens, which you brought up. Um, and the last two weeks, he's been involved with something with KO, where KO has fucking dropped some of his best work on the mic, I feel. Ever sure. since he got this like old persona back or whatever, um, this edge that he needed. Um, he's not quite there yet. I feel like to the old Kevin Owens, but he's definitely getting there. And it's not all going to be the same, of course, because he's he's you know gotten better uh, as a performer and things like that. So it's not mm-hmm. all going to be the same. Um, but KO man, if you saw the one from this past Raw, where he was basically telling theory that he didn't see him as that guy and that he had to prove it, basically trying to fire him up, theory. Sewed all those words that were getting thrown at him perfectly. I felt like it was a great segment. So, what did you think of that? And Kevin Owens, man, he's on I the really rise dug, again. I really dug the promo that he did. I feel though, and I 
fear if he keeps doing this promo though because if you think about it though the last couple promos it kind of is like kind of the same thing where he starts right. off you know regularly he's talking doing his ko thing then he starts yelling getting passionate which is great but uh, let's try not to do it every single time we cut a promo you know what i mean um but nonetheless at this point it's still not old it's still not um, bad i just hope it doesn't get that way but it was great promo uh, the dust up at the end of it with Theory and, and KO was really great. What did he say? Uh, what did KO say? That broken nose is the last thing, isn't the only thing I can do to you, bitch. Something like that. I loved it. I love that line. Um, Dude, it, was it was great. And I think KO, like, um, I feel like, though, that we're supposed to be getting, like, a heel, ver- more of a heel version of it, out of him right now. But for some reason, he still feels like a baby face. But uh, I think that's because they're meshing them up with theories, so I don't know. What do you no, think of that? I don't think he's being the heel. I think he's gonna be that that Austin type um, babyface. Um, he doesn't really give a shit what anyone really thinks, but he's gonna go and kick everyone's ass. And he's been presented as a beast, to be honest. Like he yeah. he went toe to toe with McIntyre, and he didn't really lose it. He lost by or he won or lost by DQ. He lost by DQ because the they. The bloodline attacked McIntyre, but he didn't lose. And then everything after that, he's been winning. And then once he gets the stunner, it's over. It's done with. Yeah, so it's been great, though. Um, I won't complain about how Kevin Owens has been uh, doing here recently. Uh, He deserves it, man. He deserves all that. And I can't wait to see where this Kevin Owens story will lead to. Speaking of story... We now should talk about the Dominic Mysterio storyline that has been building for a long time, but finally mm-hmm. climaxed at Clash of the Castle with the eventual heel churn, kicking edge in the balls or whatever. So now the last two weeks we've seen um, Edge, you know, basically want to teach Dominic a lesson, raise. Mm-hmm. Pleading with him, no, please, you know, that's my son. Um, and he's also been trying to plead to Dominic, son, it's not too late to come back from this. We can still fix this. Edge says, no, some, so we got to teach him a lesson. Somebody's got to teach him that lesson. And it led up to a match that they had. Before we get to the match, though, uh, what do you think of Rhea Ripley 2 in this situation? how she's been presented as like being in the head of Dominic and just how Dominic's being presented now, man. Dude, I actually really dig it. Um, I, I have Rhea Ripley first Rhea Ripley. I, I, like I told you off the air, I feel like she's the, she's like the leader of, of judgment day where they're, it, it, even though they're not supposed to be any leaders in judgment day or uh, the judgment day, I feel like she's the leader. She's just, she's a top dog right now. She just seems like a star. And um, Dominic Mysterio, the way they've been presenting him recently after the turn has been great. Um, I don't know if it's just me or does it seem like when Ray is trying to like talk to Dom, it almost seems relatable and it almost sounds so familiar. Like just hearing like, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm like, I'm Hispanic, you're Hispanic. I don't know. Like it just sounds like something I've heard before. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get that same feeling, and um, I don't know, man. I, I'm digging it, honestly. Um, Dominic needed this uh, 
this change in persona. It was long overdue. Um, oh. And now he still has the group to protect him uh, because he's not fully there yet, which um, leads us to the match. Um, what did you think of the match? And The what? match against Edge? Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, there was a part, though, that I thought was kind of weird, but I was hoping something else would come from it. But there's a portion of the match when you can hear Dom say, Oh, sorry, Uncle Edge, Uncle Edge, please. He's like telling him to stop or whatever, and then Edge just kind of keeps attacking him. I was kind of hoping that he would, he was saying that so that Edge could stop for a little bit, try to like be like, Oh, like I'm hurting somebody I love, whatever. And then like he kind of gets the one up. Um, So that was a missed opportunity, I felt. But other than that, the match was okay, decent, not too bad. Uh, Dom's still a little green, but that's okay. He's surrounded by people that are actually uh, pretty fucking great. I think right now the strong point of Dom is his um, just the presentation of himself and that promo, that, that uh, pre-tape promo that they did for him. That was fucking dope. That was really good. Um, and his that, facials, man, like walking to the ring, he looked like Late nineties, uh heel Eddie Guerrero just fucking yes. WCW yes. just you know. And he's got that hair similar, like um the, his facials, the presentation, so you're right on that, like great stuff. Great. Any final thoughts on that? No, I can't I I'm just hoping to see more from him, hoping that he gets better in the ring. I really am pulling for Dom more now than I ever was. Well, we love that for him. He's uh he could have something here. We you know, we never know. But never know. moving on, uh one quick thing. Uh not too big, I feel I feel like maybe the the hype has gone down on it a little bit. Maybe it's just me, but Riddle and Rollins have are gonna continue their, you know, their feud. Uh which they had a great match at Clash of the Castle, but I don't know. I just haven't been really feeling it the last two weeks. I don't know if it's because Rollins just feels like a baby face. He's so fucking over right now. Like he has this crowd, the palm of his hands. You know what I mean? So, but they're continuing with Riddle, which we've seen him more aggressive. Could there be a heel turn for him? Or are they just booking like, you know, fuck it. You cheer for who you want to cheer. Like, what do you think of this whole thing? No, I think Riddle isn't being booked like a heel. I think the aggressiveness is just a show that he can be serious because Riddle's character in and of itself is funny because of what, how he presents himself. You know, he's just like a laid back dude, kind of like a Rob Van Dam back in the day. Like he's just, you know, he smokes weed. It's not fucking, you know, it's very obvious that that's what he is. He's a, he's a pothead wrestler, but right. this aggressiveness is to just show that he can be serious. He can be taken seriously. And I think that's what they're trying to do with his character um and Rollins honestly was the perfect foil for that especially how he went after him in that one interview where it was supposed to be like after the interview was over um so I think the continuation of the story is just to get that character over that that characteristic is not really a character for Matt Riddle but more of a characteristic that they're kind of adding to his character um so that's what Rollins is for him and I mean they're, I feel like they're slowly transitioning um, this story out 
because Rollins is now trying to be like, okay, Riddle, we did our shit, but now I want to be a champion. And Riddle's kind of still in his way. I don't think Riddle's winning this feud. I think uh, Rollins is going to move forward. I don't think he's going to be United States champion as I think that's a match lined up for next week. Right, next week he's going to be challenging Bobby Lashley for the U.S. title, but I think Riddle's going to cost him that, and then Rollins will be like, okay, because you did that, like, now I'm at the fuck you up again. Um, mm-hmm. How many times I got to teach you this lesson? Right, so that's, it's obvious that's where they're headed, uh, but who knows? Uh, you never know. Um, you never know. But not the worst thing uh, we've seen from them. So, uh, moving on, we had a return. A unex- well, pretty expected mm-hmm. return from, if you were reading the reports, Something I didn't want to see at first, I will admit it. I even said it before that Braun Strowman, I did not want to see him back, but he is back indeed. Uh, there was some kind of fatal four way number one contenders match on Raw. Tag team. They got interrupted. Uh, right tag team for the number one contender for the titles, whatever the fuck. Strowman came out during the match, destroyed everybody. Gave me vibes of the one time that the Big Show did that, but I think that was like a lumberjack match, and he came out at the end of SmackDown and just like fucked everybody up. Um, that might have been like an 4 or whatever, but um, Strowman, man, he looks fucking ripped like to the core, and honestly, I could get behind it from the stuff we've seen on uh, Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I can get behind it. He got a new theme song. New presentation, I feel. So, what do you think of this, man? Uh, I'm still kind of just on the sidelines of it. Like, I'm not all in on it yet. <laughs> all in. Um, I'm not there yet. Wow. Just because I'm waiting for them to to do something. Because right now, he's not really done anything. They kind of hinted at a, at a first feud for him on this past SmackDown against um, Otis. But... Nothing quite yet, so I'm I'm looking forward though to see what he's going to do. I'm just not on the, on the band like on, I'm not on the bandwagon just yet. I might get on. Who knows? Okay, okay, I can respect that. And they're probably just gonna feed him to Roman, so we'll see when that happens. <laughs> uh, probably. And then the last thing I want to talk about on the Raw side, uh, Eo Sky and Dakota Kai won the tag team titles back. From no, they won them for the first time. Sorry, um, from Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah, and honestly, I was surprised because that was a short reign. Um, so why even put the titles on them to begin with? I feel, but who knows, right? And what did you think of this? Because I know you like Raquel, as do I. But what do you think of the short reign here? Like, what happened? Ah. Uh... Yeah, dude, it kind of sucked. Not, but with these titles, they're still not sold on me that they're uh, anything like special. I do think though that they are be- those titles are better fit with uh, being on Dakota Kai and Neo Sky, right? Uh, just because they're shown up as more of a legitimate tag team, unlike Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah, who were kind of just thrown together, um, similar to Dakota Kai and. and and um, ESKY, but they're in a faction, so it makes more sense for them. Um, but this did have something good. I don't know if you're going to talk about it, 
but I kind of want to talk about it now since we're already talking about them. Um, it did set up something good for Raquel Rodriguez. I'm saying it weird. Raquel Rodriguez. Um, because she came back out on Friday night to kind of get back at uh, damage control for what they did. And they had a, her and Bailey had a fucking, a pretty great match. Um, and Raquel looked freaking strong in that one. She got, she scared them all out of the ring. Not only that, they all had, um, basically three people had to beat her for her to lose. Dakota Kai having to be, um, distracting and then EO Sky also doing some shady shit outside the ring and then Bailey gets to win. So I think that was really good for, um, Raquel Rodriguez. I think she's, they're really pushing her to be an even bigger star. So, and she's even, gotta, she's gotta be a star and she got oh, every yeah. tool in the book to be a star. So she just got to get to that point. And that's, you know, you, you would have to think so. Um, can't forget about Bianca Belair though. She is doing a thing here with Bailey, uh, where Bailey is basically. I feel like she's playing games with her. She's saying, "Hey, I've already beaten you," which was the Clash at the Castle. You know, she pinned her in the, that six man or or six woman. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. um, and basically saying, "I don't have to prove anything to you because I've already beat you," and it's making Bianca feel like, you know. All right, well, I want to show you like now, but like I thought you wanted this title, but you're you're basically saying that you could just have it whenever you want, and right now you you really don't want to get it. So I thought that's been interesting. Any thoughts on that little rivalry there, or big rivalry, I should say? It's big, but I feel like it still hasn't hit me yet that it's something. Why? Like, um. I feel like the the attention on on damage control has been more on Eo Sky and and Dakota Kai more than it's been with even Bianca Belair. They've done a lot of stuff together, but they're just it's just the start of it. I feel that little thing that happened on Monday because everything before that was a trios thing, trios thing, trios thing. And I don't know uh, the match that she who did she even face? It was uh, what's her name? Uh, Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville. Real random. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a little bit random. Um but I don't know. Right now I feel like that title has taken the back seat in terms of the storylines within the within the company. I feel like the storyline with Dakota Kai and Eosky has been more fleshed out, but maybe because they've been on TV wrestling a little bit more. Right. And then we also had Bailey show up with damage control on SmackDown and then she goes against Raquel Rodriguez, you know? Well, th- this oh. is the thing, though. The since they have the tag titles, they can be on both shows. So while they're on Raw, they have they have to have somebody to feud with, which is Bianca. And while they're on SmackDown, they need somebody to feud with. And right now, it's gonna be Raquel. And then whenever Aaliyah comes back or whatever, uh, she'll get involved. So there has yeah. to be something going on for the champions on both brands, and that's no. what they've tried to do with the Usos too. So I agree with that. I'm not talking about that portion. I'm just talking about Bailey being there too. But I mean, you could also see that Bailey winning or beating Raquel can also go like bring her up to show that Bianca Bella, like I beat Raquel, who's huge, big, jacked up girl, just like you. So I, if I can beat her, I can beat you, and I've already beaten you. So obviously, I can beat you. So things right. like that, I guess. So, but you have to really be looking at it, and thinning it out in the line. 
Well, um, Bailey's gonna be there regardless because think of it cool. like the new day. Yeah. If if Kofi and Xavier are the champions, so is Big E. So that's yeah, what I'm thinking could be here also. I, I don't think so. I mean, they can definitely do that if they want to, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, again, that's not really the issue um, with the tag teams. I just feel like the story isn't quite there yet, but it's going. Um, I hope it's... they do a little bit more to make it seem like it matters more. For me right now, it doesn't matter as much as everything else going on in the show. Yeah, well, it, it's it's rolling. We're getting the, the wheels rolling. So um, over on SmackDown, uh, we had some interesting things happen. Um, Ronda Rousey is once again the number one contender for Liv Morgan's title. And mm-hmm. they're going to go at it at Extreme Rules in an Extreme Rules match. Um, honestly, man, take the title off Liv. I'm sorry. Like... Right now, she's my girl and everything, but bro, I just can't with the with the promos sometimes. Like, I don't know if you saw the one on SmackDown where she told uh, Ronda, she like sat there mm-hmm. and, and just the words that were coming out of her mouth just sounded I, so phony. Like, I, I, I told you, bro, since day one, since like, everyone was like, needs to be wrestler. That I'm telling you, dude, she didn't have no fucking character beforehand. What is she supposed to do now? Like, she was trash. Like, I don't understand why people liked her. I, do, I never got it. And now that she's champion, people are seeing exactly what I saw. Nothing. She's, she's nothing. Literally, she's literally the woman version of Hangman Adam Page. Yeah, she's white bread, buddy. White Pretending. bread. She just comes off as this pretend wrestler, like, and why, you know, is it because we know she's been a fan since she was little and this and that, like, and they've gone into detail about that, but, bro, I don't know what it is, like, and I want to, you know, be behind her 100%, but, uh, I, I honestly, if Ronda wins, fuck it, then we could bring back Charlotte or something, I don't know, but, yeah, I don't know. That I've been feeling that, bro. I've been feeling that since before she was champion. Like I just didn't see it. I still don't see it. So, I was blinded by her. By her looks, bro. Looks. <laughs> so that's going on, right? Um, the brutes are still going to be feuding with Imperium, um, and they are the next challengers for the tag titles, uh, which they have crazy. Uh, fatal four way main event there. Go on, ahead. On this past SmackDown, um, they did. Yes. How did I miss that? I don't know what happened. I well, feel like I missed that whole thing. Uh, I don't know what happened there. So two weeks ago, they had a six man with um, Imperium, and Imperium ended up winning that one. Um, and then this past uh, Friday, they did. The Fatal 4-Way number one contenders match that was supposed to happen on Raw, I believe that's what it was, or actually the Brutes were in this one, and in the other one, they had New Day, Alpha Academy, Los Lotharios, and the Street Profits. So, yeah, they didn't even have the Brutes, but what do you think of them getting a title match? Uh, wait, who is, who is the two, the, the two guys that Besides Sheamus, right? Um, yes, uh, Ridge Hogg and Pete Dunn. Or okay. Butch. Butch. Okay. 
Uh, I think that's cool. It's cool for, for Butch. Um, I just don't see anyone <laughs> in the tag team division that can really move up too much. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm hoping that the tag team division gets a resurgence. Okay, I feel like there's not enough um, going on there. But that's cool for them. We'll see what they do and how they do. And I think they will, man. It's just it's about the story because they have great uh, teams. Like, if you think about it, the two Imperium guys were great in NXT. They were NXT Tag Team Champions multiple yeah. times. And they can go in the, in the ring. Um, they have New Day. They're veterans. Um, you know, it's just about the story. If you're not interested in the New Day, you probably won't be interested in their matches. But if the story's there and we're invested in them, like, they could have great matches still. The Street no, I, Profits, great as well. The I Usos. Agree. I agree 100%. All I'm saying is that they they haven't really been showing that lately because right. the Usos they're tag champions, um, but their storylines mainly align with whatever Roman's doing or covering for Roman because they're always having to deal with Drew McIntyre. So there hasn't right. really been a real tag team storyline. The only tag team storyline that was going on really like a real true storyline was the New Day and the Viking Raiders because and that was trash. Straight up. Yeah, it, it was okay. It wasn't bad. Had some okay matches, but a lot of it was, yeah, it wasn't where it should be in terms of stories. So I wouldn't say it's trash because I really liked their last match that they had. Viking Raider gimmick shit is, is stupid. They were better off in NXT when they were the War Raiders, bro. Like, dude, they were Vikings. Better. I don't know what you're talking about. Then it's not they the gimmick, it's just the name for you. Then I don't know. Yeah, because they were Vikings beforehand when they were the War Raiders, and they're still Vikings. They're just called Viking Raiders. So it's been more corny on the main roster. Yeah, because you don't like their name. That's it. <laughs> well, that's what it is, right? Um, speaking of the Bloodline and the Usos and Roman Reigns and the Tribal Chief, um, Roman Reigns has a new member to the Bloodline, Solo Sikoa. Who cost Drew McIntyre the match at Clash of the Castle? Yeah, sir. And basically, he was he joined the Bloodline on the first um, SmackDown, and then on NXT, he also won the North American title from Carmelo Hayes. Which shout out Carmelo Hayes, he's fucking great. Um, and now the Bloodline has some more gold mm-hmm. in their faction. And of course, there's Sami Zayn, who's fucking great. He's there as well. Um, what do you think of like Solo Man um, coming in here? I think it's it's been great, man. Um, to have oh. like that singles guy besides Roman in that group, yes. um, it's great, bro. I'm loving it. I I think he has a really great look. Uh, he had an awesome match this past uh, Friday. I thought it was an awesome match. I thought it was the main event. I don't. I really don't know what happened when I was watching. Like, I don't ever remember seeing the tag team match. Maybe I shut it off too early. But it was him versus Madcap Moss. Um, so that was pretty dope. Really so enjoyed what, that what one. What match were you talking about? Because you told me that the... Um, you said the, did you say the main event was crazy? I remember you texted me, like, the main yeah, event was crazy. that's what I said, because that was the last match I saw on on what I was watching. But I don't know if I might have shut it off too soon. I was going too quick or what? 
But yeah, that's the last match I saw. <laughs> that's what I was like. It was I because you were like, you were like, like it was fucking great. It was surprisingly good. Like I, I didn't know if it was gonna be that great of a match because Madcap Moss was in it, and he's still kind of new. But I mean, he showed up in that match. And... You mad? Do you feel like he needs a repackage, man? Like again? Uh, no, I, I think he just needs to be put into the right um, stories. He hasn't Honestly, done anything he just, since he Corbin. Has, he hasn't. He hasn't. But he just needs a storyline to, to go into. That's really what he needs. Because, honestly, he can go. Especially with this last match. I mean, there are two young guys um, in the ring. For the most part, it shouldn't have been as good a match as it was. Um, but it was great. So, I can't complain. So, I and think so- he just put in the right story. And we hope that they do because he has a great look, I feel, or good enough look to get by. But um, speaking yeah, man, his of... is great. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Solo had a match also with Drew McIntyre. Uh, Drew cut so. a great promo uh, two weeks ago saying, hey, you're the reason why I'm not the champion right now. Should have been the biggest night of my life. And... Actions have consequences, and Solo, you're not going to like your consequences. So, they have a match. Of course, the bloodline gets involved, so it ends in a DQ. Um, And then, shortly after that, Cross catches Drew from behind with a a chokehold or whatever. And Drew tries to fight back, but Cross puts him back to sleep. Uh, and, I, of course, they followed up with it on this recent SmackDown with Cross cutting a mm-hmm. promo about, you know, you try to fight, but, you know, basically... You ain't shit. Yeah, so, man, Cross, like, he's going to be great. Um, he's not there yet, right? But with Triple H at the helm, um, I'm excited to see what they do with him. And this match with Drew, when it happens... Um, is gonna be fucking brutal. I feel uh, one of those hard hitting matches. So, what do you think yep. of this? Um, say bye bye to Drew. Say bye bye, because uh, his time has come and gone. Um, and Karrion Cross is gonna take the helm at being one of the top guys on the roster. This is his setup. So, uh, I don't know about that, buddy. I think Drew will get another run. Uh, you'll see. No, he's super he's, right now. He's gonna lose this this feud that he's gonna have with Karrion Cross. He's gonna lose this feud. You might be right, but that doesn't mean that they can, you know, not put the title on him at some point again, and then do it again with Cross at some point. So who knows? But also, one so last saying, thing, just real quick. So you're saying that um. That they're setting up Drew to be a transitional champion? Uh, I didn't say that. Are you yeah, saying that? That's what you're saying, buddy. You're saying that they, that Drew will get his, and then they'll run it back to Karrion Cross to lose to Karrion Cross. So he's going to be the transitional champion to get to Karrion Cross. No, he'll have a run, uh, you know, meaningful <laughs> run, and then Cross can eventually beat him for it. Nah, Drew's time is is gone. Yeah. I don't think so, buddy. But one last thing. Roman Reigns and Logan Paul, it's happening. It's happening at Crown Jewel. Mm -hmm. Um, Say what you want about Logan Paul, but he's going to bring in the viewership. 
He is. Um, and he's he's not bad in the ring. Actually, he's pretty good. He's not. He's not bad on the mic either. It right. So basically, what started this? He was on Roman Reigns was on Logan Paul's Impulsive podcast, which I just saw and it was great. Great listen. Uh, I check it out. I need to check it out. Um, and then basically, once Roman leaves, they do the little spot where Logan says, "Well, you know, I could beat him." Uh, probably so. Uh, then it leads to some kind of Twitter exchange, obviously set up. Um, you know, Triple H says, Hey, you have an open invitation to SmackDown. Uh, comes to SmackDown, does a promo. Uh, then the you know, Paul Heyman, the bloodline come out, try to talk him out of it, you know, that he doesn't want any of the tribal chief. And all Logan Paul was doing was you know, inviting Roman Reigns to a press conference that they had uh, the next day of SmackDown, Saturday, today, as we're recording this. Um, And basically, uh, I watched that as well. And they did a good job, I felt, of, you know, hyping it up. Um, So I like it, man. I think and Roman Reigns is going to make Logan Paul look great. Uh, You got to have that trust in him at this point. Because uh, he's done it to a lot of people. So, what do you think of this, man? Um, I think it's good. Uh, I, I saw some people on the internet saying that this wasn't good for the wrestling business, and and I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, buddy. Because Logan Paul, he's a name outside of wrestling that a lot of people watch. Unfortunately, like like you said in the beginning, whatever your feelings are with Logan Paul. He brings in viewers. He brings in people that haven't seen. It's new eyes. It's not about the same eyes that have seen wrestling. It's the new eyes. And that's what he's bringing. Bringing newer viewers to the brand. And whether you like it or not, that's going to be good for wrestling at the end of the day. Because then more people are going to start watching wrestling. More newer people. Not the same old, same old, same old who have been watching or who are lapsed viewers or whatever the fuck. New eyes. So... I think it's going to be good. I think the match is going to be good too. I don't know if it's going to be amazing or great or phenomenal, but I know I'm pretty damn sure it's going to be good cuz like you said, Roman Roman can carry this match. Roman whether whether you knock Roman or not, he can lead a match. So right. Yeah, we'll I have faith that it's not going to be a disaster. Yeah. Uh far from that and we have to remember that in wrestling it's not about, you know, only guys you like or whatever as a person. Like, no, man, you know, wrestling is about creating real life heels that feel real. And Logan Paul just comes off as a heel like that. Right now, they're obviously pushing him as trying to be like a baby face. But <laughs> trying to. once he goes full heel, not only is he still going to get the views, but he's going to get all the reactions. And it's. That's gonna be gold. I can't wait for that. But I think they'll just do this match with Roman, and then they'll start to turn him heel. I feel at some point. So, hey man, and if if you're a big fan of wanting to see Logan Paul get his ass whooped, I mean, you're gonna want to watch him go against Roman Reigns because damn sure he's gonna get his ass whooped. Yeah, and once he's a heel, you'll be getting his ass whooped too. But he'll probably be like a you know chicken shit heel. Of course. 
and that'll be fun to watch, man. And I hope one day they bring Jake Paul over. Imagine them tag team champions or something like that. No. Like, yes, yes, Jake Paul. I feel like the, Logan Paul's been talking about him more and more. I feel in the WWE space and. Hey man, I think they're planting some little seeds. Maybe they're like, hey, maybe one day we'll get Jake Paul. Might as well just, you know, maybe they've already talked about it on the side. Who knows? Like, maybe, like once once Jake Paul is done finding people he can't he can beat. So maybe yeah, one day he'll he'll come he'll come over. It's not far fetched. It really isn't. I can almost guarantee it's gonna happen. That's how I feel about it. But we will see. But honestly, man, that's all I got for WWE. Um. Any final thoughts? Anything I left out you want to point out? Um, no, um, I am, though, a little special, special nod to it. I am still um, interested in the Miz and uh, Dexter Loomis storyline. Things just got more weird uh, these past couple weeks. I mean, he showed up underneath the ring in the cage match with uh, the Miz, cost him that. And not only that, um, he broke into Miz and Maurice's uh, house. Uh, I love the fact that there he's kind of there in the background, but you don't really notice until like it's almost too late. So I really dig those, uh, dig what they're doing right now. So yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, that honestly it is what it is. Uh, I don't hate it. Um, I'm still behind it a little bit, but we'll, you know we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, man, that was the last two weeks of WWE um, since AEW has taken over. The talk of the town. <laughs> um, last week we did not talk about WWE, so I had to recap the last two weeks there. But what happened this week, and what is to come for AEW? Nico, can you uh, can you tell us? Alrighty, so yeah, within AEW, um, it's kind of a mixture of everything. Dynamite Rampage, just the stories I feel are important to coming out of it. Um, so the firm is a new stable that came out uh, kind of weird concept. Cause it's, they're like, what do you, what they called it is a stable on retainer. So mean, meaning that they're not necessarily a team, but only when necessary, they'll come together to be the firm. So that's weird. Um, the Avengers? Is that what it is? Basically dude, like the Avengers, like you can call them that. I wouldn't compare them to the Avengers, of course, but yes, that is essentially what they are. <laughs> um, so the leader of this deal, technically, technical leader, is Stokely Hathaway. I guess he's the guy who, who kind of calls the shots. He's the one who goes with that, that they call to call in this team. <laughs> so funny. It does really work. Um, the other members of this firm, or the firm, is Ethan Page, Lee Moriarty, the Gun Club, and Morrissey. Now, this is the weirdest misfit group of fucking wrestlers I've ever fucking seen. Um, no rhyme or reason for any of these guys. It, does, it just doesn't make any sense at all. Um, but I don't know, dude. I think this is super fucking weird. I don't know how they're going to continue with this. What do you think of the firm, bro? Honestly, I was watching that shit, and I was like... This must be the stupidest group that Tony Khan has come up with because he's come up with so many factions. Um, I don't know. The idea was just confusing. Uh, maybe they could have done a better job of presenting it, but 
And then I felt like Hathaway was just going on about I don't know what. And I was like, shut up, man. Um, I like Morrissey. I like mm-hmm. the gun club. Mm-hmm. Ethan Page, he has some potential, I feel. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, um, but Lee Moriarty, I don't know if he should have even been in this group. Uh, I'm not shitting on him. I'm just saying in this group, it's kind of weird. But I don't know. For some reason, it just doesn't click. And I think it's just the way they presented it. Very confusing, I felt, but yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it made I, it seem like they would only come together when MJF needed them. So, is this just going to be an MJF thing, or I think it's going to be more like an APA type of deal? Um, without it being the APA, um, they don't have to necessarily hang out mo- all the time, but yeah, for sure, MJF is one of the clients, and I say that in quotations, and one of the clients of the firm. So whenever he calls to them, pays them, basically they're going to be his enforcers, his backup. But I feel like the firm can be something like the APA was, where it's more like, hey, man, um, can I pay y'all to like help me out? Come help me or whatever the fuck. And so they do it like that. Maybe it's something like that. Maybe the firm can be where you know they go to Stokely Hathaway and say, hey, we need some protection. And he's like, all right, I'll send the gun club. Or, all right, I'll send Morrissey. Or, all right, I'll send Ethan Page. All that kind of shit. You know what I mean? So. I mean, the way you put it that way, that sounds a lot better than the way Stokely put it. But we'll yeah, see what happens. We'll see what happens. But that's what they could possibly do. Um, then um, we have Jungle Boy continuing his feud with Christian through Luchasaurus. So I think uh, right now Christian uh, just had surgery on his on his elbow, um, I think. So he was actually injured. That's why the match was so short um, at All Out. Um, either that, maybe it's storyline. I, I think it's real. I'm not sure. I never really looked into injured it. Injured wrestling? I thought it was a, a work that he was hurt. Uh, yeah, I was, I wasn't sure, though. But that's why Christian, I think that's why Christian wasn't on the show this past week. Um, but who knows? If it's a work, it's a work. That's great. It doesn't really matter because right now the focus is on, is on Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I right. like that they're transitioning the feud and keeping it going, though, through Luchasaurus. But did he have to beat Jay Lethal? Like, that was, that was my only, like, gripe with this portion of the story. The storyline's still great. I still dig what Jungle Boy's doing. But why did they have to beat Jay Lethal? Right. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, I'm not in this group. Jay Lethal's great, so it's... Ah... Uh... Like anybody else could have fucking called for that, for that open challenge that Jungle Boy did, but it had to be Jay Lethal, and Jay Lethal had to lose. So, yeah, it's. I don't have any faith in Luchasaurus being out there without Christian if he's gonna be out. Um, I feel like they're just gonna shit the bed, man. Honestly, and and weren't they supposed to call him Jack Perry? I didn't hear them calling him that this week. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't, I don't know what they're doing with that. Hopefully that oh, changes, God. but we'll see. But the Luchasaurus deal can work, I feel, um, if everything is carried by Jungle Boy. Um, Jungle Boy has to be the one, of course, doing all the promos. Um, Luchasaurus can kind of be there, almost like a Sting-esque kind of way. Not quite. I'm not saying like exactly like Sting, but basically kind of being there in the background or you know, jumping him in the ring whenever, he, whenever you need him to. But he can just be there he can just be a presence and that'll be fine um like that 
But we'll see where they go. I'm still interested in this, so it's not completely horrible. Yeah, it's whatever, man. Uh, so Powerhouse Hobbs seems to be continuing his feud with Ricky Starks. And um, so Starks, Hobbs has a jobber match, squashes that man, cuts a promo, which isn't that, it wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. It was really great. Um, and then Ricky Starks comes walking down the ramp. And I fucking hate this. I hate when they do this, whether it be WWE or, or AEW. But how are you going to have someone come into the ring, slow as fuck, the man's in the ring, he had a squash match, he's not fucking tired, mm-hmm. and Ricky Stark still gets the one up on him. He still is able to jump into the ring, start attacking Hobbs, and then throw Hobbs out. Like, how does that work? But, I mean, the story's continuing, so Starks is hopefully, like, I don't know, what is it going to be? Is, is Starks going to win this one now? I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I, I was thinking about that too. I was like, could they do it here? But now I'm like, nah, Hobbs, they're going to continue to build him. So they'll probably just do one more and then that'll probably be it. The Starks will probably, probably get lost in the fold, um, unfortunately. but probably, probably because he was a Cody guy. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, fuck, man. I hate that for him, but Hobbs. Like, Hobbs is great too. Well, yeah, but that's um, this is that's separate though. Problem. Like, that's I'm just talking about what's gonna happen after this because obviously Hobbs is gonna win this feud, right? So, what's gonna happen to Starks after this is what I'm worried about. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what goes on with that. Uh, another thing I want to talk about: Tony Storm seems like an afterthought um, of a Brit break Brit Baker story with Jamie Hader. So we have Tony Storm, who's the New AW Women's Champion. She had a match last week against Penelope Ford, um, which she won, of course. And then this week, she has a tag team match, her and Athena versus Britt Baker and... Um, what's her face? What's her name? Um, Jamie Hader? G- no, not Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader was not in the match. It was that other chick who was the Ring of Honor... Or who was the Trinity. NWA Women's Serena Deeb. Thank you so much. How did you forget her name? Because it's so bland. Serena Deeb. Anyways, Britt Baker and Serena Deeb. So they have that match. Great match. Not a bad match at all. And I believe Serena Deeb wins. I I think they pin Athena, if I'm not mistaken. But after that win, Jamie Hader comes out with a fucking chair. Like she's about to attack Britt Baker. But instead, she keeps attacking Tony Storm. So yes, Tony Storm is still within the story, but I feel like the, the front of the story is not really on the AEW Women's Champion, but more on Britt Baker. And this is my problem with AEW and their Women's Champion, because no matter whoever the Women's Champion is, Britt Baker is the main focus of that division. So it's kind of annoying. Hopefully, this fleshes out a little bit more, and it's more Tony Storm, but it doesn't seem likely. What do you think of that, though? And And... How do you how do you feel the Britt Baker and Jamie Hader uh, story could go? Oh, I don't really mind what they're doing here, but besides Tony Storm, Britt Baker is their biggest name in that division, right? I mean, yeah, but why does okay? That's not my my deal. I understand she's the biggest name, but involving her, this is a good thing because you you mentioned that you don't like that. There's always something going on with her when she's not the champion. Yep. as well mm-hmm. but i feel like she deserves to be in that spot uh and the stuff with jamie hater has been building forever so 
they're just finally leading to whatever it is they're going to do. Uh, but I don't really have a problem with what they're doing here. Uh, I don't know. know. It's what it is. It's, it's their division. I, I don't expect much from it to begin with. So, yeah. <laughs> if I'm being real. All right. Um, so, yeah, hopefully Tony Storm does come out on top of all this uh, shit that's going on. Um, more than likely, we'll see a Jamie Hader turn um, later down the line against Britt Baker. Uh, time will only tell. Um, but going going forward, uh, it looks like the House of Black is still continuing without Ma- uh, Mordecai Black or Malachi Black. Why did I say Mordecai? <laughs> I don't know. Malachi Black. Uh, as we saw, Brody King attack Matt Hardy after Hardy's match with Darby Allen on Rampage and issue a challenge to Sting and Darby Allen. Um, so that's kind of weird that they're still calling it House of Black um, since the guy that it's named after is pretty much out of the company at this point. Not necessarily. It seems like he's just not going to be on TV anymore. Probably going to run out his contract, but um, time will only tell. Uh, but yeah, that's what they're going to go with. Sting and Darby Allen uh, against Brody King and I'm guessing uh, Murphy. Um, how do you feel about them continuing the story without um, Malachi Black? Um, and man, is it time to end this feud or what? Uh, more like end the whole fucking group. Because uh, at this point, uh, I don't care anymore, man. Like I barely even cared when Malachi was there. He's gone. And now we have to fucking see this fucking bum, Brody King, and then Buddy Murphy's good and all, but they should have ended the group, brought both of them back separately at different times, and, you know, a more of a singles kind of run. But I don't want to see this House of Black shit anymore. And then we saw Julia Hart on Rampage or whatever it was, and. Yeah, are she was gonna, there at Brody King. Are they oh, going to try to do... Are they going to do something similar to like how Rhea does it, where it's like her kind of telling them what to do? Like, I feel like that's what they're going to do, man. Uh, that's the vibe I was getting, but... Just mm. end it, bro. It's dead. Why bring it back? Make room for something else to see on the show. Really, um, why continue it, then bring it back, because it was never left. Um, but, but it felt like the end, though. Like, we heard about Malachi, then they fucking lost, and they I didn't think they put up much of an effort in the match, but I don't know. I, I just don't like the group, to be honest. Well, we'll see. Honestly, don't care if it's a tag team, because then it's some other tag team for them to beat. Uh, I feel like they have more trios now than fucking tag teams. I mean, but... the Butcher and the Blade are still getting TV time. Um, are they? I haven't seen them in a while. Well, they think that maybe like a month and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, it's a month and a half ago. They're barely in the TV, bro. I mean, they'll just on. take their spot, bro. Honestly, they'll just take the Butcher and the Blade spot on TV because Butcher and Blade don't deserve it. From what I see on the headlines on the bottom when we're watching Dynamite, it says the results or whatever. I've seen their name on there, so. Well, they're on dark then, so that like that matters and shit. But they still have them around, you know? Oh, like, yeah, they have them around. They're still signed. It's not anything, though. You're, gonna, you're watching Dark? Are you watching Dark every week? <laughs> I am not watching Dark. But then, it's it time doesn't for that. fucking matter if they're I'm, on Dark. I barely even watch this shit sometimes. I'm like, I ain't watching Dark. Hell no. Nah, dude, I don't watch Dark either. Dark is ridiculous. 
Dark is trash. The only thing that came out from Dark that was good is the Acclaimed, and they're going to have their match next week. We'll talk about that a little later. Um, so also on Rampage, we got a little bit of a sneak peek of a feud between Samoa Joe and Wardlow. Um, they're going to have a tag team match on next week's Rampage, special two-hour edition Rampage, of, I guess. Um, but what do you think of a feud between Samoa Joe and Wardlow? I feel like that could be something that, that will bring back some more of that, you know, mystique around Wardlow again, getting him in the ring with, uh, getting him a win over Samoa Joe. What do you think? Um, I, I want to see it, but I don't think they're, they're going to do it right now, I feel. But I don't even know why I'm saying that with Tony Khan because he fucking will hype something up for one week for the next week's match. Like, um, who knows? We might get this on Rampage next week. Uh, but well, no, we'll they're going to they're gonna be in a tag. Not hear me right now. <laughs> I'm, saying gonna be... I'm saying like the week after this one. Oh, okay, up. well, that's then. That's not next week then. That's following week. Afterwards, and they but, could. You never know. They could win the match. They could have a stare off, and well, they're gonna win the match. It's not even if they're gonna win the match. They're gonna be in. that they could build to something good here. That's what I'm saying. And they're probably not gonna like. They'll probably have a match the week after Archer Ashes fucking Stadium week or mm-hmm. whatever. So, um, I'd like to see it. Samoa Joe, hopefully he sticks around uh, and sh- is shown a little bit more than we have. I know he was doing something else, but um, yeah, man, I'd like to see it to answer your question. Um, we'll see All how right. it goes next week. All right, you damn sourpuss. Jesus Christ, I'm asking you a question. <laughs> You're like, man, fuck this place. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> so we have a finals match um, after Dynam- a final match after Dynamite with a lackluster match. Ah, fuck. Let me restart this. So, we finally have our finals for the AEW title uh, at Grand Slam um, with a lackluster match with Sammy Guevara and Moxley with Moxley going over. And a pretty great main event of that Dynamite with uh, Danielson and Jericho going at it again for the second time. I feel like this match was better than their match at um, All Out. And uh, Danielson came out victorious in that match. So we're going to have Danielson and Moxley for the AEW World title at Arthur Ashe Stadium for Grand Slam. Um, What did you think of the matches? If you had any thoughts about those two matches. Um, And what do you think of the main event of uh, Grand Slam with Moxley versus um, Danielson? And yeah. Well, they had Jericho lose, which was obviously the right decision here. But there was a worry that they were going to have Jericho win again. Uh, But luckily, Brian Danielson advances. Uh, The match was good. It was good. Um, And then John Moxley, of course, beat Sammy, which I don't even know why Sammy was even in this fucking match. He has no momentum at all, but whatever. Um, John Moxley advances as he should. And now we get this fucking main event at Arthur Ashe. For the title, uh, I would like to see Brian Danielson win, but that's probably not going to happen. John Moxley will win this match, I'm sure, and I'm hoping they do. If that is the case, that they then do an MJF thing, where, like you mentioned before, in the past, that they could do 
like that money in the bank kind of fucking you know way to get yeah. him into the you know that match at the end yes. and win the title. So that'd be good. That'd be great actually. But if they're not gonna do that, I'd rather have Brian Danielson win. But I mean, what's the point? He's just gonna lose to MJF, right? Like, so I don't is that know. A, is that such a bad thing for him to lose to MJF though? It's not a bad thing, but I'd like to see a, a longer run for a Brian Danielson because we haven't gotten it yet. Okay, if this is the second go around, okay. Well, yes. honestly, it's better to keep away Danielson from MJF, and I think the be- the reason why is because uh, Danielson can be the perfect babyface to beat a MJF down the line, um, and then finally get his run. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty good main event um, for. Grand, Grand Slam. I do think that Moxley will win, especially because the the promo that MJF cut on this week's uh, Dynamite, which was fucking phenomenal uh, promo, uh, of course, because MJF um, was basically mainly towards Moxley. He did bring up Jericho and and uh, Danielson for a second, but that promo was straight to Moxley. So I feel like Moxley is going to be the one taking the title, um, making it a little bit too obvious there, Tony. Yeah, they could have done a better job with that as well. Um, yeah, right. um, I'm not yeah. thrilled, but Moxley is going to be the champion again. Yeah, number three after having to cancel his six. Apparently, was supposed to be a six week vacation, so he's supposed to be off TV for a month and a half. Oh, boo hoo! He could so. rest one fucking day a week if he wanted to, but he does other bullshit, which we won't talk about on this show. I mean. You want to talk about someone who's dedicated to the company that they're with, whether you like the company or not. I mean, Moxley would be that dedication right there. Well, he so, wouldn't need a vacation if he only wrestled for his, his company. Stay. He wouldn't have to be here if Punk didn't fuck up everything with the Young Bucks. They fucked up everything, too. No, if Tony it the, fucked it up. If it wasn't for the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and CM Punk, Moxley wouldn't be in this situation. And Tony Khan. Let's play, let's blame him too. Let's blame all fucking seven of them. I don't know how many I just counted right now. One, two, three, four, five, five. If it wasn't for all five of them, then Moxley wouldn't be in this situation. Yes or no? I guess. Yeah, I guess. Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and look at the card for next week. Um, since this is supposed to be somewhat of a like a main. I don't know, like almost like a pay-per-view event, but not quite. So for Dynamite, we're going to get Pac versus Orange Cassidy for the All-Atlantic title, which they did have a little bit of dust up this week, which was okay. It was very short, sweet, to the point. I, kinda, I liked it a lot. Um, Claudio Castagnoli is actually going to face Chris Jericho. They had an w- uh, exchange of words on Rampage. Looked pretty good. I really dug that, um, built up for it. We're going to get Swerve in Our Glory versus The Acclaim for the AEW Tag Team Championships. That's been building up since the last pay-per-view. Um, the Acclaim had a great promo against the uh, Swerve in Our Glory this past week. I really dug it. Really get looking forward to this match. Um, we got Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus Serena Deeb and Athena for the interim AEW Women's t- title. That should be decent, hopefully. Then we got John Moxley versus Brian Danielson for the AW World Championship. Now, if only they can do this for all their fucking pay-per-views and only have a couple matches. 
But what do you think of the card next week? Are you excited for any matches in particular? Um, what do you think? Honestly, man, this year's feels like kind of weak compared to last year's uh, Arthur Ashe show. Um, honestly, what can you really get excited about besides the world title match? Of course, because it's, you know, the fucking world title match. But what else? I mean, the AEW Tag Team Championship match. Well, yeah, that's a yeah. given. Yeah, okay. It's okay. a given, but... You just, well, you just asked me a question. I answered it. Why, why are you going to change your question now? No, but the acclaim, of course, yes. Yeah, sorry, I'm looking at the card right now because, you know, honestly, I don't remember all the matches, but, like, look, Jade Cargill, another squash match there. It is what you're it the, is. You're talking about Rampage. Well, I'm looking at just the full whole Grand Slam that's, show because that's Rampage you're talking about right there. So I'm not talking about Rampage. I'm talking about Dynamite. Oh, okay. Um, Pac and Orange Cassidy. That I don't see match. that. Uh, I'm for that one. Tony Storm, Britt Bay, another four way match involving yeah. women. Yeah, I hope that one's decent. Um, that I'm not excited for that. Um, Jericho, if he can put on a Decent match that could be good with Cesaro, but it's so weird is that you talk crap about Jericho having a decent match, and yet like the past four weeks of Jericho, you've enjoyed every one of his matches. I haven't. Okay, this last one, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. Okay, it was but it was good. You guys thought it was good, and then his match with Brian at All Out, you thought that was good too. Because Brian, and his his match with John Moxley, you thought that was good too. I said it was the best match he's had, and that doesn't say much. Yeah. <laughs> no, it does. Because in the very beginning, you were all for Jericho. So saying that's the best match he's had, it does say a lot since you were all for Jericho in the very beginning. The best match he's had in a long time. When we watched that match, when we did the show after that match, I said that this was probably his best match in a long time. Go so back. How can you say right now that that says something? Doesn't. Anyways, that should be a good one. Chris Jericho and Claudio Castagnoli should be a good one. Yeah, it should be good. I'll say that. It should be good. But but um, we know John Moxley's going to win. Like, in the main event, it should be a good match, yes. But we know John Moxley's going to win, okay? If Brian Danielson surprises everyone and he wins for whatever reason, okay, that'll be fucking great. But And then, of course, the acclaim. Gotta win the titles here. Gotta win the titles here. If they don't, and they do some other shit, I don't know. I'm not gonna like that at all. Um, what else is on this fucking show? Rampage. Rampage, okay. So we're gonna look at Rampage. Rampage is looking like a shit ton of matches, so there's probably gonna be some squash matches in between. Um, the well, Grand the Slam... What? Yeah, it's going to be a two-hour show. Yeah, it's a two-hour show. Uh, so it's a Grand Slam Golden Ticket Battle Royale. Another Battle Royale for, I guess, a chance to to fight AW World Champion. I don't fucking know what the title... I, I don't even, I'm barely hearing about this. I don't understand. They didn't really talk about it. Um, Wardlow and Samoa Joe versus Tony Ness and Josh Woods. Like I said, that's probably going to be the squash match right there. Uh, Rick, oh, what the fuck? We're getting Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs on Rampage? Where the fuck can I hear that with this? 
See, they're already fucking up. Yeah, Powerhouse Hobbs gonna win. Uh, Ray Phoenix versus Jungle Boy. That should be a decent match. That should be actually a pretty good match. Just an exciting match to watch. Uh, Jade Cargo versus Diamante for the TBS title. I see. This is why Jade Cargo has such a high win count. I don't, that's, this is also why I don't like the TBS title because they gonna it's meaningless. Get... It's meaningless. Okay, Anyways, but who are they going to put in there? Like, how exciting is she on TV? How exciting is she on TV? And she can go. She can go against Serena Deeb. She can go against other people too, but they're they're not. I've not you, seen. You, you have I've, to stars one at a time. That's what they have to do, man. If Jade has to run through the whole division to be seen as a threat in the future and build a pillar for their division, then that's what's going to have to happen. Britt Baker did the same thing. She was beating everybody for like a year or more than that, and now she's established in that division. Um, so get used to it, buddy. Okay, there's worse people on this roster that could be in her spot getting all that, you know, all that build. So first off, my issues with the TBS title. The fact that Jade Cargo has it, that's beyond the point at this point because they're already going to put it on her. But to have a TBS title in a division that barely can make the fucking world title mean anything is right. stupid. So anyways, going forward, uh, Sting and Darby Allen versus Brody King and Buddy Matthews in a no DQ match. We've already talked about that. Needs to end already, so hopefully this is the end. I'll be off for them. And then they get their send-off. Uh, we got Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara, which should be interesting just for the fact of what's happening backstage between them. So that's probably the only thing just- for them. And then we got Hook and Action Bronson versus 2.0, which I'm actually kind of interested to see how Action Bronson does. Where the fuck is he from? Like, he's I don't even. He's the one that does Hook's um, music. He's in. He's he's the guy that does "Fuck That's Delicious." He's the I guy don't who need smokes Hook's song, but he's the guy who smokes weed on Vice and watches Ancient Aliens and talks bullshit to random people. There was one time when. Rob Van Dam and Sabu was in that in in that show with him, but he's also in Fuck That's Delicious. So I don't know what that is, man. It's a it's a cooking show actually. It's not really a cooking show. It's more like a travel show where they go and eat at different places. And Action Brunson um, is like the main dude. He's lost a lot of weight. Um, he looks real fucking good compared to how he used to look. He was a real big dude. Um, but I know who Action Brunson is, so I don't care if you don't like it. I mean, I understand because you don't really know who he is. But I'm looking forward to see what he does. I hope he does really good. He probably won't. Um, One thing I want to point out about AEW. Mm -hmm. They were trying to build the firm, right? And then they hyped up Ethan Page or whatever. And then backstage they were like, oh, well, um, you know, he's going to have to start. I guess like they want to build him for the All Atlantic title or whatever. And then they're like, oh, you're going to have a match on Rampage against Danhausen. I'm like, oh my God. Like, really? Like, you're trying to build somebody or, you know, and you put him with Danhausen. Like, I just wanted to point that out. Like, I thought that was stupid, but. Um, yeah. Was he saying that he was going to go for the All Atlantic title? Yeah. His promo? Basically, the. Stokely was saying that each of them were going to win a title. Like, the gun clubs were going to win the fucking... The the tag titles. And then Stokely... Uh, the, what's his name? Um, Lee Moriarty uh, said that, basically, he was going to win the Ring of Honor pure title. 
And I missed what they said about Morrissey. I want to say the TNT title, but I'm not sure on that. And then on 18 page, it was the All Atlantic title. So, mm-hmm. well, that covers all the other, all the little baby titles. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the Ring of Honor World Title. I'm not sure. I'm I Morrissey. Doubt I doubt it because that's supposed to be MJF. Um, but no, uh, Ring of Honor World Title. Oh, maybe that one. Maybe that one then. That actually sounds pretty good. Um, oh, that actually sounds really good. Imagine they Claudio make, versus Morrissey. They want to make Claudio seem like he's like, oh, a world champion. Now, really, bro? The Ring of Honor world title? like. Okay, so now you want to shit on Claudio because he's a <laughs> Ring of Honor world champion? I'm not shitting on Claudio. It's just that they're yeah, so well, like, like, oh, he's finally a world champion. Like, no, he's not, bro. The Ring of mm. Honor world title. It's a title that he never got to have in Ring of Honor. That that just means oh, you don't like to have fun, buddy. No, <laughs> the TNA World Title is more meaningful than that fucking Ring of Honor belt. Come on. I mean, at one at one point, the Ring of Honor World Title meant way more than the TNA World Title. <laughs> that's to that's, the indie fans. That what it is. Yeah, <laughs> like, really, because the indie fans are the whole reason why AEW started up. Now they're trying to get other people, but I don't know how they're doing on that. But let's be real. That's what the start of it was. Didn't AEW or Tony Khan shit on the fact that WWE has two world champions? Like, and now look at, bro, Claudio is not a world champion. You know who the world champion is? It's probably going to be Moxley. Like, you know. Okay, but I'm not going to shit on the fact that he's a champion. I mean, I do enjoy the fact that Claudio is a champion. And um, he deserves to be a champion, whether it be Ring of Honor or eventually the AEW World Champion, because I could see him eventually becoming the AEW World Champion, which well, would be great. The, put the All Atlantic title at least on him, an AEW belt on him, like if you want him to be a champion. But like, I don't know, it's kind of corny, bro. Like, oh, he's you know he's finally the world champion. He realized his dream or his mission, like. No, you have not yet, unless you become the AEW World Champion or the WWE Champion. So, that's just mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna let you have that opinion. That's okay. With, the, with you, all due respect to Claudio, you you can be wrong. That's okay. It, it's not the so. first, and it won't be the last. So, if you say so. <laughs> nah, but um, we'll see where that goes. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think Grand Slam looks like it's gonna be a good one. Um. We'll see how it goes. I think only one out of the five matches that are on Dynamite um, is going to be absolute, like just a good, good match. I don't see anything coming out really that great out of the Fatal Four Women's match. Um, and Rampage is just a clusterfuck of stupid. So they should have put Orange Cassidy on Rampage. You're right. What? They should have put Orange Cassidy on the Rampage side. But how did, how was I right? How did I say that? No, I mean, you know, it's a fucking circus of matches, basically. So Orange yeah, Cassidy the first thing I said The first thing I said was the four out of the five matches that were happening at Dynamite were going to be good or great. But one, which was the Fatal 4, was going to be shit. So you're just coming up with shit on your head? Uh, you know, whatever comes out of your head, you just like, no, oh, I'll just say that. No, you said that the matches on Rampage were basically yeah, going to be a clusterfuck. Right, or... right before I said that, I said what I said about Dynamite. And then I said what's happening on Rampage. It's a clusterfuck of stupid. 
But first, I said that four out of the five matches on Dynamite were going to be good or great. So you need to listen, buddy, before you make insults or you look stupid. No, I'm saying that Orange Cassidy should be on fucking Rampage because there's already just, you know, fucking clusterfuck of matches anyways on the show. You also said I was right. Like, I was the one that said that. But I clearly did not. Be sarcastic. That's not sarcastic if you can't be at least accurate with your insults. Oh my god. Whatever. Uh, I'm not watching that Orange Gas match, by the way. But but you're going to watch live, right? Y- yes, but so I won't be watching right? <laughs> uh, Maybe I'll go take a shit. I don't know. <laughs> That'll probably be better than watching that match. But, um... Yeah, but man. Yeah, that's AEW, that's Rampage, Dynamite. Well, I think the best parts of it that we needed to talk about. Um, hopefully, we do see something coming out of MJF at Grand Slam. I, I really do think he's going to do something like the Money in the Bank at the end of the main event. So, we'll see. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into today's topic or segment. The segment of the week. Which is... We're going to go over this weirdly distributed top 10 of the PWI Insider. So top 10 wrestlers. I'm Insider. For the 21 and 22 year in wrestling. So uh, I don't even know how to start this. Let's go ahead and go down the list for top five, for, for top 10. So number one. We got the undisputed WWE champion, Roman Reigns. As he should. That's an obvious. All right, let's leave comments at the end. Let's talk. To, let's just name him first, and then we'll talk so about I gotta, the. I got ahead of myself. <laughs> Roman Reigns just gets me so excited, man. I bet he does. I've seen it. Um, number two <laughs> is Kazuchika Okada. Number three, CM Punk. Number four, Adam Page. Five, we got the WWE United States champion, Bobby Lashley. Six, Cody Rhodes. Seven, Brian Danielson. Eight, AAA Mega Champion El Hijo del Vikingo? Who the oh, fuck f- is that, bro? I honestly am going to have to Google. I really will. I, I don't watch triple, AAA. B, uh, number nine is Big E. Ten is Jonathan Gresham. Um, what? Yeah, we got, we, that's the top ten. Number ten is Jonathan Gresham. Why? Like, I mean, he was the champion, but like, I didn't know that until Ring of Honor fucking you know, unless you watch TNA, he came out there, but I don't I don't understand that. Ring Ring of Honor was still going on at the time. And apparently for the PW Insider PWI Insider, whatever, PW Insider, um their criteria for their top 500 list is win the loss ratio, uh the importance of the match or the opponents that they face. The difficulty, I guess. Um, some other shit, but it doesn't make no sense. Uh, almost treating it like if... I, I don't know. I don't understand how they make these lists. Um, first, though, I want you to look up the... Oh, he, hijo. The... Vikingo? The fuck? How do you say that, dude? Viking? Is that like um, the Mexican adopted son of the Viking Raiders? Or who is that? El hijo de... Vikingo. 
El hijo del vikingo. I'm trying to look that up as we are speaking. Oh, I see him now. Um, you know, I'm going to have to look him up. I'm going to have to see his matches because I haven't seen anything. So I really can't say anything about him, but I will make my decision. He's only 25 years old. God damn. Come on, man. In the top 10, like really, where's MJ? Well, I mean, I can't say anything about him. I, I do think other people should be in front of him, but only because I don't watch AAA. So I can't say anything about that much. But um, all right, before we get into like the top 10, let's look at the top five. Okay. We got Roman Reigns, Okada, CM Punk, Adam Page, and Bobby Lashley. How the, fuck, how the fuck is Adam Page in top five? How the fuck is Cody Rhodes not in the top five? That's what I'm saying. Okay, okay, okay. We've got we've to gotta make a list now. Go ahead and, and, and write down the list. All right, we're going to start off with the first three because... Roman. Roman should be number one. Number two and three, I, I can say, are interchangeable between the two of them. I feel like you can put Okada at number two. I feel like Okada can be top five every single year, though. Uh, Okada can be number two. CM Punk can be number three. But you can also switch it. CM Punk can be number two, for sure. And Okada's three. For the sake of, of no arguments here, I will say oh, uh, CM Punk would be a better number two than Okada, only because I haven't watched a lot of Okada stuff this year i've seen some of the things just not like a crazy amount since september of last year um but don't lie it was pretty dope to see okada come out on aw for a bit yes but not enough to surpass the impact but i mean again that's that's irregardless like who cares <laughs> but, okay so okada's third right let's say okada's third i don't care and, and i, I don't care it should be Cody Rhodes. Adam Page shouldn't even be in the top 10, to be honest. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not a big Adam Page fan. I don't think that his run as world champion was anything to brag about. I don't think it makes it puts him in, as a top 10 um, wrestler. Um, yeah, Cody Rhodes should definitely take four, for damn wait, sure. Wait, wait. Okada or MJF? Because MJF has had a great fucking year. Yeah, he has had a great year, but doesn't wrestle as much as Okada does. But like, the impact. Has, uh, it doesn't matter. You, really? can say the same, you can say the same thing about Okada. It's a whole different um, the company. It doesn't matter. What is the impact? What is the difference? If you go MJF, to Japan, bro. go to Japan, everyone's going to be all about Okada. It doesn't matter. I don't think MJF would be over Okada. I don't. Okay, MJF or Cody? Cody. Okay, so after Cody, is it MJF or John Moxley? Why are you bringing up John Moxley? I wasn't even gonna bring up John Moxley. I was gonna say uh, number five Moxley. should be Brian Danielson. MJF under Brian Danielson? Yes. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. I will give you that. Brian Danielson at five. Six, I could put MJF. Okay, okay, I agree with that. MJF at six, and then. Yeah, ooh, Okay, let's look at the rest of the top ten, right? Biggie. Nope. We love Biggie, right? But come on, right now I'm, we're I'm taking get... out taking out that triple A guy too. I just no. Okay, yeah, you're right. Bobby. 
Mm. I mean, he's great and all, but he had a better year the year before this. So, well, I mean, this is also accumulating from September of last year. He did he have a really good bell game? last September to to Biggie? Biggie cashed in on him, and he won it back later that year. But but he had help from uh, Roman, and then oh he my god, later. that that doesn't matter. He lost it a month later, though. And then if Chamber. you're saying because he had help, though, that doesn't matter. Yeah, he did lose it the next. That makes more sense. That's a better argument. But because okay. he had help, that doesn't make it. That's not a good argument. Roman Reigns had help every single title defense. Okay, after MJF, honestly, it's so either Moxley or Rollins. I'll put Moxley over. Okay, I'll, I'll agree with you. Just because. So just because Rollins has been putting over, um, you know, almost everybody. But so, so top seven, we have Roman, Punk, Okada, Cody, Brian Anderson, MJF, and John Moxley. Then is it Rollins? Yeah, no, for sure. It'd be Rollins. Or Drew? No, Rollins. Rollins. Drew didn't have that great a year last year, to be honest, man. He's only barely, like, coming back to the scene again. Last year, he lost the title before the middle of the year and never got it back and kind of was pushed aside and put into like little bits here and there. Like, I don't think he had that great a year. Okay. After that, would you put Big E? Where are we at? Number nine? We are coming up on number nine. Rollins is eight. Uh, seven. Big E won the WWE title, bro. The WWE title. And he had it for a couple months too. I just it's so hard to even think about Biggie because it was such a short like he won it, he had it for a couple months, but like I feel like they, they didn't really do anything with him. But I mean who else are you gonna put there? I mean I was looking down the list and trying to see. <laughs> Adam Cole. Really? No, I wouldn't put Adam Cole. Why Daniel you- has been out like the whole year. Yeah, he's been out for a while. So he shouldn't even be on here. But Josh Alexander, I mean, he's been great. I've been watching him on TNA. But, I mean, it's TNA. Nah, I'd, I'd keep Biggie there. I'd keep Biggie at nine. Because he did okay. have a good year. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the rest like from the top 20. This list doesn't make any sense, to be honest. But, um, yeah, I don't see anyone else that I would put above Biggie. That's what I was saying. And is there anybody on this top twenty list? Like, I don't know why the fuck Adam Cole's on here, but dude, I would put for number ten. I, I would put Matt Cardona. Uh, I don't know, buddy. I mean, yes, he's he's had a good year, but not better than Josh Alexander. I don't know, man. He's been world champion in a couple of different promotions, especially one the, the NWA the team, world title. world champion. He won the NWA world title. Who? Okay, so we're going to say that the runs that Cody had with it is <laughs> trash. Look, I'm just saying I don't think Matt Cardona should be there. Top 20, yes, but top 10, we need that last spot. Who's yeah, going to get it? Who, who else would get it? I don't think Josh Alexander. They don't even have Josh Alexander over Matt Cardona. Because they're dumb. And, dude, you don't watch Josh Alexander, so you don't know. He's a beast, all right? And he's their biggest star over there. He's the top guy over there. 
being the top guy in TNA and impact, I'm sorry, it's not even called TNA anymore. Being the top guy in impact is just the same as being the top guy in NWA. But I feel like no, it is not. No, it is not. They have a TV deal. NWA does not. They have a TV deal on Access TV, bro. They show New Japan on that shit. That's good for them. Dude, they have the same amount of views on YouTube as fucking as they do on their TV deal. Honestly, I'd put Takaji probably over Matt Cardona at this point. I'd put I'd put he Drew McIntyre right there. Come on, bro. He crashed the castle. Did you not see that? Like leading up to it as well. Matches with Sheamus were great. You're going to put Matt Cardona over Drew McIntyre. And I love Matt Cardona, but come on. No, I'm going to put Matt Cardona over Drew McIntyre. Wow. Drew McIntyre is a jobber to the main event. That's all he is. El hijo del vikingo, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's on here, bro. Huh? Tanahashi's on here. He's under Matt Cardona. And again, why the fuck is Adam Cole on this list? Like, Jesus. They not watch the show? And he's pretty low. He's in. He's above Drew McIntyre, which is about right. <laughs> that is not right. Drew, Drew McIntyre, McIntyre is trash, bro. He's only been good for like three weeks. <laughs> you're going to sit there, bro, and you're going to fucking lie. No, I'm going to stand here because I'm standing and I'm not going to lie. You're standing. I'm the truth. Why am I standing? Because I can. All right. Well, whatever. We'll do Matt Cardona there, I guess, by default. (laughs) Um, And that's it, man. I mean, pretty shitty list. Um, yeah, just such a weird list. Look, let's 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 go past top ten. So the top ten that not that we made from earlier with Jonathan Gresham at number ten. After that, we got Shingo Takagi. It's not too bad. He's he's actually really great too. But John Moxley at number twelve, Matt Cardona thirteen, Josh Alexander fourteen, Tanahashi at fifteen, MJF sixteen, Seth Rollins at seventeen, Adam Cole eighteen, Kenny Omega nineteen, and Drew. 20 like can how's kenny omega in the top 20 list if he hasn't really been it, like wrestling for almost a year i mean i don't know what to tell you man i mean they just love to suck him off dry they um, do they even give him a top 20 that just that makes no sense they give him seven star matches like well that's not the p that's not pw that's not PWI. That's that's um, the, the, the wrestling media just loves to suck him off, bro. It's fucking disturbing, actually. It's, uh, let's um, be real. It's, it, it's Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer likes to suck him off. Pretty hard. Uh, but that's what you know they do there. Um, it is what it is, man. But we know who the top dogs are in this business. And I mean, they got that right. It not like they got the top three right for sure. No doubt. I mean, Okada, I love Okada, but top three, top five, yes. Top three, mm, I'm it. just saying, MJF, you know, you don't miss, but or whatever, right? So that's yeah. that list, um, and that I think that's going to about do it for the show, man. Any final thoughts? 
um, that you got for us? I'm looking forward to Grand Slam next week. I really am. I think it's going to be a fun card to watch. Putting aside, uh, the stories I are kind of there for you. show like Monday Night Raw. Uh, I mean, I'm excited to see Monday Night Raw too. And SmackDown, I'm, try- I'm excited to see where these stories are continuing at. And I'm more excited for the Dynamite main event because I'm wondering if MJF is going to be there or not. That's my main thing. I, th- I feel like he is, but we'll see. They probably won't do it, man. Uh, let's not hype it up because then we're just going to jinx them. Um, yeah, man. We'll see what happens this week. I am excited to see a stadium show. Um, so hopefully AEW can have a, a pretty great night. I wish the best for them. I really do. Damn uh, right. So <laughs> that's going to wrap it up for this video. Um, my voice is still kind of shot, so excuse me. Uh, but we got it done. And I told make sure you, to buddy. Gotta watch out with that dick sucking. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, the tickies in the back of your throat, buddy. That's why your throat's I don't all know fucked what up. You're, I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. Um, oh, wink, wink, nuts, nuts. My bad, bro. Uh, whoa. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. Um, and in this situation, I make saw those sure. snaps. You ain't seen nothing, dog. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Let's Wrestle Pod um, or the link in the description box or whatever you want to yeah. call it. For your um, viewing pleasures in other places. Yes, sir. And that will be the last thing you'll hear from Rico for this episode. Um, peace. Later.